This week, the Amazon rainforest is on fire, Dan Crenshaw is mocked for his IED injury, and Piers Morgan calls up victimhood culture and progressivism on the Ben Shapiro Sunday special. I'm Noah Huey, and this is Under the Stars. So, episode 10. Um, uh, there's... So, you're, a lot of people are probably wondering... First things first, let's, let's, let's get the reminders out of the way, because actually my first note is about the reminders. So, reminders. We are accepting writers on the website. I said this in last week's episode, and I'll say it again. Um... I'm not really interested in your identity, okay? If you're if you're a liberal, if you're a conservative, I don't really care, okay? If you are interested in writing about uh, pol- political uh, matters, if you just are interested in voicing your opinion in a uh, airtight way and you don't really feel like you've got a way to do that, feel free to apply. We have an application process set up right now on the website. I'm probably going to leave it open for the rest of the year, probably, and... Um, you know, I, I just really would like some more interesting inputs than just mine. Because though it's a great way to see how I've changed politically over the past, what, year alone, I really want to get different opinions. So I actually would encourage, if you're more liberal-leaning or whatever, I would actually encourage that above anything else to please, please try out applying on the website. Just make sure to do the website. It's, uh, uh, you know where it is. It's on my uh, links, on my Instagram, on my Twitter, so on and so forth. Our second thing is uh, make sure to become a member of the show today. Uh, We've actually reduced the price and stuff. So this is what I want to talk about. So as of late, there have been some technical problems with camera stuff. Okay, I'm not going to get into it, but there have been technical problems with cameras. And I I was sitting down right after recording last week's episode because I did have video for it. Um, But I was sitting down and I was thinking to myself, okay, here's what I want to do. Do I want to put all this effort in to doing a video a video segment when the camera won't, will shut down after 20 minutes and then I'll be left to have only about 20 minutes of footage and then the rest of it's just audio. I don't think that's very fair to the people who view it on YouTube. I don't think it's very fair to the subscribers who are supposedly supposedly paying $10 a month for uh, the, the, for the, for this, which is, uh, I guess in my mind, a, a fair deal because usually you'll find it's a lot more expensive to subscribe to these types of podcast things, especially their websites. Um, so, so I decided, you know what? Cut it out. If I can't give you uh, the best quality in video, I might as well uh, stick with giving you the quality I can give you on the audio. So we're probably uh, we've cut down the price. It's we've cut it down two dollars. It's eight. Uh, it's eight bucks every month for live stream for after the show live stream. That can still happen. Entrance to the mailbag. That's still happening. Where I'll answer your questions. You can send um, questions and debates. Uh, and stuff like that. If you want to debate my topics from an episode show or something like that, and you want me to read it, um, I'll start doing that uh, as soon as as soon as people are interested in doing that stuff. Like I'll gladly, gladly read your comments, questions, and debates about things I've said, things I've tweeted, things I've posted on Instagram, anything. Um, so yeah, to do that, feel free to become a member today on our Patreon. That's eight dollars every month for live stream access, interest to the mailbag, and special thing that I'm still going to do. You're gonna get the episode the day I record it. I record it on Fridays, uh, edit it on Saturdays, which I usually kept s- saved for video stuff, so I might just do it all on Saturdays or do it all on Fridays. Uh, who knows? But you guys voted Saturdays on my Instagram poll, so we're probably going to keep it on Saturdays. So regardless of what happens, you're going to get the audio of the show probably the day before it premieres, which I'm, I'm thinking I'm still going to do um, on Fridays. And it's 50% off for veterans and active service. Uh, so if you're a veteran or if you're an active service member and you'd be interested in, you know, just getting all this cool stuff and stuff like that, you know, to keep yourself 
uh, updated on, on young opinions of current political things. Uh, it's $4 every month for all this great fun stuff. And then make sure to follow my Twitter, my Instagram. That's where the link to the website is. That's at, uh, they're both at Huey Noah. That's at H-U-G-H-E-Y-N-O-A-H. Um, so yeah, let's not waste any more time. We're already four minutes in. Let's go ahead and talk about the first thing. So the first thing is interesting. So the Amazon rainforest is on fire and nobody seems to care at all. Um, here's the thing. So first things first, global warming is real. Let's, let's talk about that for a second. That obviously so far, the updates seem to be that it was in fact, it's a, the start of these fires has been, uh, seen as two different things. So part of it is people accidentally starting fires in the Amazon and people uh, purposely starting fires in the Amazon. So that's your first problem. People uh, started fires, whether intentional or not, in the Amazon, and now they're not stopping, and now it looks like the apocalypse has started down in uh, South America. On top of that, uh, global warming is not helping at all. You know, with these increased temperatures, uh, it's making it way harder to put this thing out. So people on Twitter, uh, basic white girls and, you know, basic white girl sophomores in high schools all over the country are freaking out. They're dropping their hydro flasks going, what the heck? Amazon rainforest is on fire. So here's my thing. There's this really preachy tweet being shared around about it. And you've got, you know, you've got to be, we've got to be clear here. Uh, Preachy stuff. It's hard to, uh, not disseminate, like, well, no, not disseminate, that's not the word I'm looking for, there, there is a word for what I'm looking for, um, but it, it's, I can't think of it right now, but the Amazon rainforest is on fire, and people, uh, pe- people, people are freaking out about it, rightfully so, though technically rightfully so, um, there's this thing that young people like to do, people in Generation Z, uh, around 16 and up right now, and then every just about all the millennials um, have this one very specific way to combat problems that they uh, have blamed the baby boomers for, especially. Which for there's this there's this whole other topic I'd like to talk about, but for, we're going to talk about rainforest fire. So the way Generation Z and the millennials for some reason feel like they have to deal with their problems is to be incredibly whiny and incredibly preachy about it. And though yes, that does help to some extent, it doesn't help as much as just stating the facts and giving real hard, you know, evidence for what's going on. So and then being like, okay, this is a problem. Here's the evidence why. Instead, people tend to um, do this opposite thing where they uh, whine about it on Twitter, Um, you know, uh, using curse words. If anyone, curse words are so pointless. I'm going to be honest with you. Curse words are so pointless. Other, like, they were literally... They're literally used to stress a point, but it, at this point, it, it's very well, at least in my opinion, a very low-down, like, here's, like, how you want to stress a point if you don't know how to do it like a reasonable adult. Um, so, there's, it's going to be filled with curse words and stuff. Uh, it's probably on Twitter instead of anything else, and it's probably verified by someone who's a millennial or... or, or, or no, wait, that's the whole thing, so it wouldn't make any sense. Um... But this just, I just, it, 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 I don't understand why these generations, for, especially a generation like mine, who is supposedly, uh, by current given numbers, overwhelmingly conservative, you would be surprised that even the conservative generation Z members are uh, playing out, like, just whiny about all their problems. So even though 
I would have to say I agree a lot more with your with your conservative Generation Z members. The problem is they're just as whiny as the liberals in Generation Z uh, that that are doing things. That's my dog in the background. Let's see. Eh, kind of. So, so even though I do have to say I often side with the conservatives, um, they're just as preachy and just as echo chambery, which I'm going to talk about in just a moment because um, it, it's it's something I want to give a little not a speech on. I didn't prepare a speech, but it's something I want to talk about. So, let's start with the problem. Amazon rainforest is on fire. There's your problem. Amazon rainforest is on fire. Provides about 20 or 30% of the oxygen on Earth. And it's on fire. Second part of the problem. There's, like, little to no media coverage. At least there was at first. Now there, now it's nonstop. I mean, we've got to be honest. When, when, when people say there's little to no media coverage on something... Um, especially when lots of people are saying it, that's the media coverage. And then after that, actual media sources start talking about it because everyone on Instagram won't shut up about it. Um, so, second problem was initially there was no media coverage on it. Now nobody will shut up about it, which is good. Um, it's just that now that's all they're doing. They're complaining about it and not actually providing um, f full uh, solutions. And there are only a few people who, are, who I think are actually providing real solutions, one of which I shared on my Instagram. If I can open it up on my poll. Here we go. So from the, it's not refreshing the feed, from the It's the I Project page, they shared a post about the Rainforest Fire and about things you can do to help. Um, because there's that's what we are trying to do. We're trying to find out how we can help, how we can make a difference, and... Um, you know, that's the real goal. That That's really what we want to start doing now. Because, let's face it, media coverage has reached, is getting there. It, it, it's it's starting to reach its thing. Uh, to say that there's no media coverage on the Rainforest Fire right, right now, compared to about a day or two ago, um, would be absolutely ludicrous. Because, oh, I just dropped my phone. Uh, because that's ridiculous. Um... That just doesn't make any sense because now there is because we didn't shut up about it, which is exactly how you get people to do things for you. You don't shut up about them because if you don't shut up about something, people get annoyed and they'll finally look into it. My notifications are going crazy and I don't really care. Um, so, back to the topic at hand. It was on fire, nobody was listening, and now they are. So that's good. What can you do? You can donate. There are a few projects right now going on that you can donate to. I believe one of them is the Amazon watch list. You can go there and donate... Uh, you know, money and stuff, because here's the thing, this problem is not just, you know, environment stuff. In fact, it's very little environment stuff. It's one, don't set forests on fire. You know, th you know the basic thing they teach you when the firemen come to your elementary school, you know, don't uh, set things, don't leave an open fire or an open flame surrounded by wood and twigs, especially in an area especially in areas that are dry. Like, we're talking, like the, the, we're talking the Amazon rainforest. An area that is very, at least, at least damp. And that place is burning up. So could you imagine a place where, like where I live, where the forests are dry, especially right now? That would be absolutely awful. So the, uh, the first thing is, here's the lesson. 
just no matter where you are, don't leave an open flame in woods because some of this is accidental. Some of it's on purpose. Second part, don't purposely set fires. That's so stupid. That's just so dumb. <laughs> Um, and third of all, here's the third thing, the big, the, one of the bigger things I think it's affecting, and I think it's going to be something that's going to catch more attention of, um, of, say, your more Republican conservative types, um, uh, agriculture, agribusiness, um, that's going to be heavily affected by that. The agribusiness down in South Africa, in the Amazon rainforest, is going to be heavily affected, uh, by this, um, by this fire, this is... This is a lot of people's livelihoods, and it's literally, not figuratively, but literally going up in smoke. And, um, and of course, the environments of the animals. We're, we're talking the uh, business and the livelihoods of many, many people in South America, as well as the environments of many animals, uh, of, of many, many wonderful species in, in uh, South Africa, not South Africa, in South America, have gone up in fire and smoke as well as uh, 20 to about 30% of our oxygen, all burning up and, like, nobody was saying anything about it, which was, which was surprising, uh, to say the least. Our next piece of news is absolutely ridiculous. So, a, the Young Turks contributor, Hassan Piker, mocks Representative Crenshaw's IED injury and claims America deserved 9-11. So, if this actually loads, I would love to talk about it, because someone wrote, well, no, Someone wrote something, and then stuff happened. So, let, let's talk... First, let's talk the Young Turks. I've talked the Young Turks before on here, and I've told you how much I, I don't like them, because um, they're very much uh, narcissistical. Now, to be fair, I have to say, most people actually are narcissistical, at least at one point or another in history, or at least in their history, in their lives. Um, however, that's like the whole point of the Young Turks. Like, their whole thing is sitting around talking about how stupid conservatives are, which is the dumbest thing ever. Um, if your entire base, especially if you're trying to be some sort of political uh, advocate, then if your entire base is to sit around and talk about how stupid you think everyone who disagrees with you or anyone who has uh, separate views than you is, then you're a pretty worthless person because that's so dumb. It's really dumb. That's, it's just, that's an absolutely egregious uh, idea. So I'm going to pull this up. Uh, I'm going to try and pull this up. Um, because it, it's an interesting story. So anyways, Young Turks. Again, it's ridiculous that anyone would do this in the first place at all. But it's especially ridiculous when it's a group of uh, fairly paid people to sit around and talk about how stupid conservatives are and essentially just push um, certain ideas and stuff like that. But then to do something as egregious as attack someone um, who obviously has different views than you, and then attack personal injuries that happen, a literal IED blast that knocked out their eye, and then to claim that one of the uh, more tragic events in American history deserved to happen is, of course, utterly egregious in the eyes of any reasonable person on either side of the aisle. Now listen, th th there's just... There is a certain idea that stimulates with um, with 9/11. Now, here's the here's the actual um, here's an, ar an article about it from 
the Instagram account that I've, I've promoted before, the uh, Generation Z right wing. So the Young Turks Hassan Piker mocks down Dan Crenshaw's war injury and vile attack and says America deserved 9-11. So during a review of, a Dan, of Dan Crenshaw's viral podcast interview with Joe Rogan, Hassan Piker of the Young Turks vilely mocked Crenshaw's lost eye, a war injury, and said America deserved 9-11, as well as calling the soldier who injured Crenshaw a war hero. This guy has the understanding of foreign policy of, like, a 12-year-old. What the frick? Piker ranted. What the frick is wrong with this dude? Didn't he go to war and, like, literally lose his eye because of some... I do not know how to pronounce Mujed... I do not want to pronounce that wrong, so I'm not going to say it. A brave freaking soldier fricked his eye hole with their... That's really vulgar. Isn't that how the how he effing lost his dumb AI because he got his effing eye hole effed by a brave soldier. The comments quickly went viral and Twitter jumping on Piker for the disgusting comments. Sean Fitzgerald tweeted out, Crank's nephew called out, or sorry, six, Sink's nephew called out the man who took Dan Crenshaw's eye, a brave effing soldier. This is what happens when you're gifted a job by your uncle you know you didn't earn and it eats away at your mental state. Keemstar, Keemstar, pointed out that Twitch has banned other people for far less disgusting comments, yet Piker still remained on the streaming platform. Crenshaw saw himself, Crenshaw himself, I'm sorry, responded by tweeting, Hassan seems to confuse improvised explosive device with some weird terrorist fantasy. Sorry for triggering you, Hassan. You're no Pete Davidson. Stop trying so hard. So, here's the thing. Dan Crenshaw has made jokes about the eye thing, okay? He was on SNL. There was this whole, especially when he was on SNL and, um, you know, Pete Davidson, you know, they mocked, they, they poked at him, yes. And that was kind of, that was pretty mean. We, first of all, let's face it, SNL is, is inherently, has a bit of a bias. We all know that. However, it's funny. It's still funny. Like, their, their skits of Trump are absolutely hilarious, uh, even if they are ridiculous strawman skits. Um, if you actually believe most of those things are true, that's absolutely ridiculous. But um, they, they're, they're hilarious by all means because they're a great exaggerated version of what uh, is happening. So, and, but he came back on and he, he's, he's been pretty cool about the jokes of Zai. But this type of vulgar comment, uh, these types of... of comments from completely incompetent people who just who, I don't even know how they think that's my problem though when I try and dissect how people think because that's what I do when people say th certain things like when Adolf Hitler says it's all the Jews fault you know stu <laughs> stupid stuff like that like when people say these things I try and dissect okay what do you mean why do you mean it what's your goal okay in this case we have a guy who said, one, America deserved 9-11, which is obviously a terrible thing to say. Nobody deserves to lose, what is it, either 300 or 30,000, I believe, uh, or maybe it's just 3,000, 3, about, maybe 3,000, I can't remember, uh, three, about 3,000 uh, citizens uh, in, a, in a terrorist attack. And to say people deserve that uh, is utterly ridiculous. That's like, that's like saying... Um, let me make sure I'm thinking of a very of a good enough example that actually... Th that's like saying London deserves to be uh, attacked by bombs all the time. That's like saying London deserves to have uh, people killing each other with knives all the time. No. Nobody deserves that. Um, to be fair, I have a very interesting idea on the whole deserve thing. I, I don't actually think anyone deserves anything. I believe you work for most of the things you get. Um, but that's a different topic. But it's still blatantly obvious that it's a terrible thing to say someone deserves a terrible, especially something at this level. Like, 
like the bombings in England and the acid attacks and the knife attacks, that that's a whole other spectrum, but they don't deserve it regardless. Just like I I would hope you would think America does not deserve to be uh, especially attacked in such a, a brutal manner, killing so many people and leaving such a negative impact on the country. Um, regardless of whether you believe the whole Bush thing, which I try not to laugh at, um, you know, some people have made good enough points, and I try not to call myself a conspiracy theorist, even with the Jeffrey Epstein thing, This, which is why I've always said it could easily be a possibility that he didn't kill himself and was, was you know, taken out. But, you know, it's all speculation, so I'm not going to easily... I do like the memes, like I, I, sa- I said this last episode. I like the memes, I think it's, it may have possibly could have happened, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to go Alex Jones on you simply because I, the reason I'll tell you, I believe it is simply because the evidence, uh, for it, for suicide, um, is, is, is dwindling with every new fact that comes out. Like the, both the guards were asleep. The camera was covered up. If, if all that other stuff, if, especially the camera thing, if that would come out in the clear and it'd be like, here's the camera footage, he killed himself. Um, because there's evidence for and against, and I, and I covered that in last episode. The doctor who said that he could have broken his bone bones, like stated, like shown in the autopsy, with the way he could have hung himself. Um, so I'm not going to say definitely for sure one or the other happened. I'm saying both of them could easily happen. So I don't call myself a conspiracy theorist. So if you think, so even if you believe the whole thing of Bush did 9/11 happened, it, it's still safe to say that nobody actually deserves to have such a terrible thing happen to them. And so to openly come out and say, yeah, yeah, they deserve that because I don't like them. And then on top of that to say, what's that? Your eye got blasted out? <laughs> you deserve it. And what's on top and on top of that, like Dan Crenshaw pointed out, the guy didn't even get the injury right. He he described it as if someone had walked up to him with a spoon and and tore it out of his face. That's not what happened even remotely at all. It was an IED. Okay? IED. It, it was it was an explosives device, not imaginary. <laughs> what was I thinking? I don't know. My for some reason when I said that, my brain immediately said imaginary explosives device. No, that is not what it is. Okay, but regardless, so it, it's just I understand why people are going to be uh, infuriated by to some extent by by comments like these, um, because it's just incredibly rude and incredibly just silly. And on top of the fact that you know, he, he got a job at the Young Turks, which is basically the, um, I'm trying to think of a, an equivalent of it. You know, it, I can't think of a, a really good example. I can't think of a good enough example, but you know what I'm talking about. The types of political shows that like to sit down and go, here is why I am always right and everyone else is always wrong. That's kind of how I view the Young Turks. And on top of that, they have like, what, five hosts. And so they're constantly like, reassuring to each other how amazing they are and how everyone like they're always like agreeing like it like sure agreeing with people is perfectly fine but when you're constantly when you're being paid to sit down and reassure yourselves you and a few friends of yours that you're always right and that everyone is always wrong and that you're the smartest person ever and that you're god um it just gets kind of annoying and repetitive and i know we have i know the right has versions of those but i just can't think of a a good i mean louder with crowder kind of takes that lean that lean but it, it's not enough it's not as far as i think i would like it to 
to see it go to say, you know, that's the right version of that. But I'm sure we have those somewhere. Somewhere deep in our in the world of, of, of right-leaning podcasts, there's one out there that's exactly like the Young Turks um, to the T. So, uh, reminders again, accepting, rep- <laughs> accepting writers and actually accepting editors for the website. Don't care about your political affiliation? I don't care. Jack, Jack squat. You can be a freaking anarchist. I'm probably not going to care that much. I just want some interesting, fresh views. So if you're interested in writing about politics... Go to the website, found on my Instagram and my Twitter that, that are both at Huey Noah. That's at H-U-G-H-E-Y-N-O-A-H, at Huey Noah. On either Instagram or uh, Twitter, you can go to my link, go to the website. On the news section and on the home section, there's a link at the bottom and the top of the pages that link you to uh, applications. Feel free, to f- feel free to fill one out. I will gladly uh, see about accepting you. Um, to our website. And then on top of that, make sure to become a member today. Uh, that's $8 every month for live stream access, interest into the mailbag, where you can send questions, concerns, comments, debates, even, of things I've said in the podcast, things I've posted on my Twitter and Instagram, and everything. And I'll make sure to pick out a few that, I, that I'd be interested in talking about and, and maybe talking about them on a show. And you also get the audio of the show the day before it airs. It's 50% off for veterans and active service, so that's $4 every month for all that great fun stuff. So... This next thing is is great. So Donald Trump shared a Photoshop photo of Greenland. Um, so let's talk about this. So recently there was a joke that President Trump made about buying Greenland. A lot of people have seriously, have, have legitimately gone, actually, that's not a bad idea. I think Trump has mostly been joking about it, but every now and then he says something that makes me go, wait, are you serious? And knowing Trump, he probably would try it. Um, but he posted this hilarious photo of a Trump Tower that was, uh, that was uh, photoshopped into a picture of Greenland. And so let, I'll read this to you. So on Monday, President Trump tweeted out a hilarious meme that had been previously circling, circulating the Internet, which depicted Trump International... Oh, sorry, Trump International Hotel. What did I say? Well, yeah, Trump Tower. Trump International Hotel Las Vegas photoshopped onto a shore in Greenland with the caption, I promise not to do this to Greenland. The picture went viral among conservative social media circles as a non-serious playoff uh, of playoff Trump's proposal to buy Greenland. While the majority of respondents recognized the tweet for the comedy gold it was and went along with the joke, uh, a few leftists with no sense of humor immediately attract Trump for the joke. Andy Ostroy tweeted, are you ever going to do any actual work? Do you... You just F off off all day and night. Worst, most incompetent president ever. Daily Beast reporter Scott Bixby tweeted, my husband's reaction to seeing this is, quote, I, what, why did he post that? Like, that's troll content for real? What, dot, 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 like, that's crazy, end quote. This tweet ignores the fact that Trump literally won the election because he was adept at trolling the left out of their minds. Hence, Bixby acknowledged Trump's intent with the tweet while still falling for it. While the notion of buying Greenland has been parroted around as something of a joke, there's actually legitimate strategical value to such a purchase. As the Washington Examiner noted, the, uh, through the U.S. Air Force um, base already present at Fuel, Greenland offers critical intelligence capabilities to conduct conduct satellite operations and to detect possible over-the-North Pole nuclear missile launches from China or Russia. Uh, Thule better allows the U.S. to warn its citizens of an imminent attack thanks to Thule's deep water port and long runway. The base provides a logistics hub uh, for operations in the Arctic, and it gives the U.S. military the means to deter and defeat perspective aggression. Russia, in particular, has been working to secure territorial control over the resource-rich areas of the Arctic. America's presence in Greenland is increasingly relevant for that reason. So, there actually are a few legitimate reasons why Trump would buy Greenland. Um, And knowing him, he probably would willingly do it. 
um, which I think would be absolutely hilarious. I'd love to see that. And, and the tactical advantage, uh, as stated by the Washington Examiner, is there. So, you know, most people realize this for what it is. Satirical, funny, like, okay, we get it. If Trump bought Greenland, he'd put a, he'd put a hotel there so he could earn money. And, and Trump himself... When, when posting this photo on his Instagram, which I saw, I saw the post before I saw any news about it. So I, I was sitting eating lunch and I was, I was scrolling through Instagram as you do. And I, and I was like, I was like, oh, well, I was like, what did President Trump posted? Because I, I like to see what he posts and then I like to see how people react to it because it's like watching an idiot talk and then like watching a bunch of other idiots try and be smarter than that idiot, but they just come off as even dumber idiots. So I, I see the photo, I'm like, this is crazy. So I search it up on news. And there we go. We have it all over the place. And it's funny to watch how some people use this as some sort of ridiculous attack. You know, oh, you're stupid. You don't do work at all. Even though, like, the whole thing with President Obama, like, my favorite thing about President Obama is that he could make jokes. And even when they were bad, at least they were jokes, like he was trying. Like, the thing with Elizabeth Warren, you know, the one that ended up on the... That, that became kind of a meme. It was, it was <laughs> President Obama. He took a thing. And he said for da, 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 and he goes, he goes, uh, I like memes. I love them. And I'm sure he doesn't because, you know, hearing the way he sounded, I don't think he actually likes memes. And that's perfectly fine. It's perfectly OK not to like memes. Um, whereas Trump literally does and shares them all the time. I mean, he shared a meme of him. He printed it out on a poster and stuck it on the on a table at a I think a security meeting, and it was so ridiculously funny. And we've got to realize this: this is twenty first century presidents. It's perfectly okay to like memes. I like memes. My friends like memes. My friends' friends like memes. People I don't know like memes. Memes have become an essential part of of twenty first century American culture. And by the time Generation Z becomes uh, a, a part of the workforce, a part of uh, the political and economical, um, I, I guess I can say, for lack of a better term, areas of of this country and of this world and of of just life, memes are going to to be kind of ma- are going to become even more mainstream than than we uh, have made them now. So I think it, it's kind of vital to accept. That when the president has free time, from here on out even, it's safe to say, I think he or she will probably be scrolling around through some memes. You know, because memes are like the new versions of p- political cartoons. Like, that's it. Like, the, like there are memes, sorry, of things that are happening in politics. And they're funny. They're really funny. Um and it, it, it's safe to say that, that leaders are going to share them. So, But it's absolutely hilarious to watch people who um, will do anything, anything to say, no, Trump's only an idiot. He should die and be impeached because people are so, um, <laughs> so I guess, again, this is one of those things where I'm trying to figure out why, how people think. And the problem is I don't think they do. Um, <laughs> just... There are just people who look at things and realize, okay, yeah, the guy is egotistical. He's really ridiculous, and if just if he just like had his views and was more like respectful about things, and just didn't be as egotistical and loud as he is about certain things, um, that would be fine. But at the same time, that's what won him the election, and it's because during the during we're reaching this age, which is actually part of what I'm gonna pull up 
where progressivism is becoming popular. People are becoming more forceful about their nature. They're becoming more forceful about their views. They're not saying it's okay for you to believe something and me for to believe something and for us to have both some sort of evidence uh, and logic to um, back up these beliefs. Uh, it, it's it's starting to become, you know, if you don't believe what I believe and do it exactly the way I tell you, I'm going to make your life a living H-E double hockey sticks. So, so Trump was the guy that said, you know what? I could do that too. And and the country, middle America went, wow, we like that. We want that guy. He does what the left does, but on the right. So, so that's what won him the election. So even if with an arrogant, an arrogant egotistical personality like his, he's still, th- that is both deterring him and helping him at the same time. It's probably deterring him more now than it is, like, I think once he got the presidency in the first place, he probably should have toned it down, but he's only toned it up. He's toned it up every time someone has said something or anything about him. He's toned it up. All of it. And it's 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 funny and bad at the same time. It's really, um, it's really funny. But it, it was just interesting to see how people, like, tweeting it, Again, tweeting like memes is going to be very part a very crucial part of the president's job. Now, the president should probably not tweet twelve times in three hours, um, but because that that shows that you have a lot of free time, especially when you're writing like a half paragraph out in those tweets. But at the same time, people over exaggerate everything Trump does wrong. That's I think the main problem. Uh, with the way people criticize Trump right now, especially this with this huge, you know, tramp, tramp, Trump must die rhetoric that we've got going on in the United States. Um, It's, there are people like myself who go, you know, yeah, he is an egotistical maniac. And if he didn't, if he, like, if he didn't tone it down more than he already hasn't, then, then I'm going to like him less. And he does things that I don't like all the time. And I always go, hey, that's kind of stupid. Um, and when he says stupid things, hey, that's kind of stupid. But there are people who will take the things he's done wrong and take the stupid things he's said and blown them way out of proportion. They're like, like Trump will say, I don't know, let, let's let's take let's take an example, okay? Let's think of something Trump would actually legitimately tweet. So Trump gets up, get out of his phone. He's got fr- uh, he, he's walking to another meeting, and so as he's walking to this to this next building, um, let's say it's nearby, and he's. He, he just wants to tweet something. He finds out that, um, well, the Greenland thing. Okay, the Greenland thing. Let's just take that. He posts a meme that had already been circulating around of Trump Tower in, in, uh, in Greenland. And he goes, he, pro- tweet, he posts it on his Instagram and on his Twitter, I think, and he goes, I promise I won't do this as a joke. He's like, hey, this is funny. He puts his phone down and he walks away. People who are rational are going to look at this thing and go... <laughs> I get it. It's funny. Kind of stupid, but, you know, funny. Whatever. Whereas people who are irrational are going to look at it and go, This is grounds for impeachment right now. Get him in the office of someone who can get him out of the presidency. Like, people blow everything he does out of proportion simply because they don't want him to be in the presidency, which is the most illogical and, not narcissistic, but childlike way to act like dude i get it you don't want the president to be the president but frankly i don't think that's a real version or not version but um a real uh precedent to get the guy impeached you have to have real reasons other than you know he tweeted something that hurt like 400 people's feelings um because 
Yes, he does say stupid things. He is definitely ignorant a lot of the time. He's very, very ignorant about a lot of things. Um, but that's not a direct offense, unfortunately. And if you say it should be, then now we're just getting into the period where, like, everything should be illegal. Um, progr- it's progressivism. It's, it's the idea that progressivism destroys everything. Progressivism is, is this idea that we should just kill everything that, that even remotely doesn't feel right to one person and replace it with something that pleases them. And what's left in the dust of what progressivism destroys is this really complicated and overly confusing, uh, form of government that doesn't make any sense and benefits everyone, but benefits no one, and everyone gets food, but nobody gets food, and there's universal health care, but nobody can pay for it because, uh, we ran out of money because money's worthless, and at the same time, the government's going, give us your guns, but then people are going, but what if we need to use them to fight you, and the government goes, I'm not gonna fight, you don't have a reason to fear me, and then they give them 12 reasons to fear them. Progressivism is, is leaving this destroyed, distraught, version of America and plenty of other countries, especially in Europe right now. And, and it's, it's, it's clearing everything, all things logic and, and, uh, rational out of its path and just replacing it with utter confusion. And it's stuff like that. It's this progressive idea that everything Trump does is automatically, a, a, an offense to use for impeachment. And that makes him a stupid, incompetent president. That's what makes you look like a total clown. Like, you're, like, no, not even a clown. You look like the entire circus when Trump says, uh, I don't know, if Trump tweets, uh, what's something he would tweet? Uh, lol, the sun is yellow. He tweets that on his Instagram and someone, Alyssa Milano, goes on his Instagram and he's like, wow, you are the dumbest president ever and you should get impeached right now. Like, that's just so stupid. Okay, calm the freak down. Understand that, yes, the guy is incompetent as, as all frick. Okay, the guy has done really stupid things and, and, and should be called out for them. Yes, 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 yes. But everything he says and everything he does is not grounds for impeachment. Grow up right now and realize that. Because when you have a 15-year-old, 15-year-old lecturing you on what is and is not impeachable offenses on, and on how you should critique someone, that is really, really pathetic. Okay. Face it. Plain and simple. So this next piece is also interesting, and it's related to uh, what I said before. Uh, Piers Morgan, a liberal, but by at least by fundamental value, calls out this victimhood culture and progressivism on the Ben Shapiro Sunday special. Fascinating. Let's take a watch. Or a listen, if it'll load. become unbearable. And I speak as a liberal, okay? In my call, I'm probably more liberal than not. Although, fundamentally, I see myself as a journalist and I'd like to see both sides of all these things. And I can argue both. But liberals have become utterly, pathetically illiberal. And it's a massive problem. What's the point of calling yourself a liberal if you don't allow anyone else to have a different view? You know, this snowflake culture that we're operating, the victimhood. You know, everyone is has to think a certain way, behave a certain way. Everyone has to, you know, have a bleeding heart and tell you 20 things that are wrong with them and you know i just think it's all completely skewed to an environment where everyone's offended by everything and no one's allowed to say a joke if you said a joke 10 years ago that offended somebody you can never host the oscars you know so now there's no host for anything the emmys now just said they're not gonna have a host either so hosts have gone and soon every award winner will go because everyone's a human and they're all flawed so no one can win awards anymore because they will be no platform before they even get on the podium so then, no hosts, 
no stars. Then no one can make any movies because we're all flawed. So no actors, right? So suddenly, where are we? The liberals get what they want, which is a humorless void where nothing happens, where no one dare do anything or laugh about anything or behave in any way that doesn't suit their rigid way of leading a life. No, thanks. So what's happening around the world? Populism is rising because people are fed up with the PC culture. They're fed up with snowflakery. They're fed up with everyone being offended by everything. And they're gravitating to forceful personalities who go, this is all nonsense. Which, by the way, it is in most cases. So why are we surprised? I'm not surprised. It doesn't mean to say that I agree with all of it. But it means I can understand it. And I understand why the liberals, my side, if you like, are getting it so horribly wrong. They just want to tell people not just how to lead their lives, but if you don't lead it the way I tell you to. You know, it's a kind of version of fascism. If you don't lead the life the way I'm telling you to, then I'm going to ruin your life. I'm going to scream abuse at you. I'm going to get you fired from your job. I'm going to get you hounded by your family and friends. I'm going to make you the most disgusting human being in the world because you said a joke 10 years ago. And that's the attitude we're now operating in. And it takes forceful personalities to rise above it. Donald Trump rose up and went like Godzilla. Okay, you want to fight? I'm here. And guess what? Millions of people in middle America went, that's our guy. That's our guy. He's the one that's going to help us. Same thing happening across Europe. Probably some of the best speech I've heard in a while. So let, let me help you uh, uh, digest that a little bit. So what Piers Morgan is saying here is that, and, and it's something I've actually kind of said before, and I got, I got a lot of flack for it, actually. So, so let me talk about my thing. So around Martin Luther King Day, I want to say last year, in fact, I'll pull it up. I'll try and pull it up. I believe around Martin Luther King Day last year, I posted a picture of Martin Luther King talking about how uh, that was classical liberalism. Liberalism that believed in, in the civil rights of all people, that believed all people should be treated uh, equally, and actually modern li or classical liberalism uh, brought us many of the ideas that are that are not even given to liberals anymore. The idea of um, free trade, uh, you know, what is it, the free market, stuff like that. That's considered a liberal idea. Limited, if any, government regulation in a free market. That's a liberal idea. That's an idea I subscribe to. Okay? That is uh, a li considered a liberal idea. And this classical, older version of liberalism, as I, as I shared on this uh, Martin Luther King Day post, I was talking about how, how modern liberals have, like I stated actually just before talking about this, have become more about progressivism um, than anything else. And progressivism is, is destroying America. It's destroying everything. Like, like Piers Morgan said, swarming over Europe, taking over Europe, crushing it under its foot. Progressivism is bad, okay? The verdict I have so far is that progressivism is bad. Evidence has been, has shown up for and against this uh, point, but overwhelmingly for, okay? Progressivism has seemed to show itself in a light of, of, of neo-fascism, surprisingly. So let's talk about what Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan said so we can kind of dive into this point a little bit more, uh, uh, a little better. Liberals have become uh, uh, intolerant of everything. Uh, Neoliberals, radicals, you know, stuff like that. Those people have become completely 
uh, intolerant because it's, you're not progressive enough. Uh, you're not inclusive enough. You're not, no, I don't know. There's another thing. I just can't remember it. Those two are the worst ones though. Progressive and progressive, just overall progressive and inclusive. You want to include every little thing that happens, and if you don't, even if it's just subconsciously, uh, you're either a racist or a sexist or, or homophobic or something retarded like that, because everything that makes me even slightly mildly uncomfortable, even if it wasn't a direct attack, is bad. That is what progressivism has showed itself like, and that's what neoliberals and radicals today are showing themselves as. They're showing themselves as completely intolerant, uh, borderline incompetent people, your Antifa types, who, 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 mind you, um, the oldest, one of the older, if not the oldest version of Antifa was actually created under Hitler's regime, um, which is ironic, and now they do the exact thing that even though they say they're against, they do what they say they're against. This fascist idea of anyone who I disagree with should be hurt, uh, killed, uh, or silenced, um, and this is the neoliberal radical idea, okay? We don't have a lot of liberals like Piers Morgan, who, sure, have mostly different beliefs, uh, with a few agreeing beliefs uh, down in the middle, um, with conservatives and such, simply because a lot of conservatives are actually quite liberal, uh, at least based off their general values and beliefs, Um but we don't we don't have a lot of liberals like that anymore. We have these more antifa types, these more uh, radical neoliberals who believe that you have to be inclusive. You have to like gay people, no matter what your personal opinions are. You have to like them. You have to. You have to love them. Okay. If you so much as say, uh, well, religiously, I think that uh, they are uh, breaking a, a general rule and. Uh, they're not going to get to enter heaven or something. You go, ah, well, Jesus isn't real. Ah, ha, ha. You know, it, it's this whole idea of, of you have to be wrong and I have to be right. And anything otherwise is unacceptable in, in all circumstances possible. <laughs> it makes no sense, first of all, and it's destroying right now all of Europe. And it's about to step right on to Washington, D.C. Okay, politicians are doing it. Average people are doing it. People are becoming this more neoliberal progressive idea and are taking on, as Piers Morgan stated, which I never looked at it this way until he said it, almost a fascistic, a fascistic type of behavior of, of if you don't live your life the way I think you should, you don't deserve to have that life. This, you know... Let's take the classical, let's take this, this is a good example. Let's take the classical liberal idea of freedom of speech. That is a liberal idea, okay? By the way, John Locke, the, uh, one of the biggest inspirers of our constitution, the, he's known as the father of liberalism. Liberalism. Many of the constitution's uh, general ideas are, would be considered liberal because they're based off one, some of the most liberal ideas, at least for the time, uh, ever. Freedom of speech, a liberal idea, Okay. So, yes, I believe in freedom of speech. That makes means I have that liberal belief. I also believe in a free market. That's a liberal idea. 
Okay. For some reason, people like to uh, dischew and think that people who don't like old things that are people who like type forms of government and have beliefs that are older than um, or that are younger than 10 years. That's what makes you liberal. No, there are certain ideas that are considered liberal because they extend from these general beliefs that come from the, quote, father of liberalism, John Locke, the inspirer of our const- of our uh, the founders, the framers uh, for the Constitution a- and their extensions of that. Freedom of speech is one of the uh, one of the classics, I'd have to say. Okay, well, most liberals will say, at least uh, genuine uh, classic liberals, I guess, including myself, because if we're being technical here, I would be counted as a liberal in this sense because I believe in a freedom of speech. Okay, these people will say, yes, I agree with the generally liberal idea that speech should be given to everyone should be allowed to say whatever they want so long as they're not planning someone's murder out loud uh, and um, everyone should be able to believe whatever they want so on and so forth and be able to say hey you know what I think you're wrong you know it should be a person's right to look at uh, I don't know an atheist an atheist can come out and say you know what? I don't think there's a god and Christians as far as the item of free speech goes should have every right as a human being, to be able to walk up and say, you know what? I think you're wrong. Here's why. Or, if they want to, to walk up and say, you're a freaking idiot. You know that? You're going to burn an HE double hockey. Like, they have that right. Okay? That is their right. Regardless of whether it's nice, does not matter. The neoliberal progressive idea is, is, is the victimhood culture thing he's talking about. The, the idea that, no, no, only certain types of speech should be accepted. There was this, there's this, um, I guess we'll have to say neoliberal, um, on Louder with Crowder video. Wow, it was one of the change my, change my minds. It was the Trump is not a racist. They sat down and talked about this. So they got on free speech a little bit. She explained that in Germany, where she is from, she doesn't, she didn't live there for very long, but where she's from, um, we, we know the general fact that people in Germany are, are, are jailed for certain types of speech. They're considered quote unquote hate speech. A lot of people believe we should have that here. I disagree because that goes against the value of freedom of speech, a liberal value, okay? They believe that only certain types of speech, only speeches that we like, essentially, uh, should be covered or uh, protected. And a lot of neoliberals, a lot of progressives believe this idea as well. They believe that we should uh, uh, cut off, end, completely destroy and arrest anyone who has a certain type of view. I guess in some cases you could say a lot of progressives believe that uh, uh, any form of homophobia should be you should be jailed for that okay i understand why you're mad you just want everyone to be accepting but here's the point you don't have a right to force everyone to like you that's not that there's no there's no religion there's no constitution there's no sane human being who looks at that idea and says yes you know what everyone has to like you no that's not how it works okay this is another one of those grow up right now moments this is another one of those, you know, realize that in the real world and in the free world, you do not have a right to step on other people's rights because, oh, they don't like me. Okay? I understand. As humans, we want to be liked because we're social creatures, so we have this whole background of wanting to be liked and wanting to be the center of, t- center of attention and so on and so forth and blah, 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 blah. I understand. Okay? I understand that you want to be liked. You know, everyone at one point or another wants to be liked. Some of us stop doing it. Some of us don't want to be liked. Some of us don't really care if we're liked. If we're liked, that's fantastic. If not, 
same. I don't really care. But then there are some of us who, who are so stuck on the idea, okay? And this is a lot of people today. A lot of people today really want to be liked, and that makes perfect sense, okay? We like fame as human beings. We like to be adored. We like people to say nice things about us. I understand that. But as someone who believes in the, again, liberal idea of freedom of speech, that everyone has the right to believe anything they want and say what they believe, whether it's rational or not, they, you do not have a privilege and should not ever have a privilege to go, no, you have to agree with me on this thing. See, I can't become any more clear than that. You are not and will never get that privilege. That's called growing up. That's what you have to do. You have to realize that not everyone will like you. And it sucks. Yes, it does. Welcome to planet freaking Earth. People don't like you sometimes. That's how it works. People don't like me all the time. Okay? I am uh, at least a traditionally, I guess you could say, conservative. I don't call myself that. I just call myself constitutionalist at this point. But, hey, look back about a year or so. I was definitely Republican conservative. I was Republican. I was that guy. Okay? Now, regardless of whether I was right, regardless of whether I agree with those past views, I was still that person. Okay? People hated me all the time. Did I care? No. No. Because I realized, as, an, as someone who, well, I, I was about to say as an adult, but even though I'm technically not an adult, but I think like one, so I'm often called that. As someone who thinks like an adult, I realize that there is no way on earth, and there should be no way on earth, that I should t- say, hey, no, you have to like me because I want to be liked. No. And a good example of this is is gays and homophobia, okay? I personally believe that regardless of whether you believe they're going to uh, 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 go to hell uh, when they die um, or whether you think they should be accepted and and, and appreciated for all uh, their contributions to society and all that, I don't care. I do believe personally that you should treat every human with respect, especially if you're religious, because God says to love everyone, okay? It's his job to judge them, okay? And it, it took me forever to learn that. It, I'm still practicing today on not judging people by their first glance, okay? You have to do that, I believe. However, I'm not going to tell you that that I'm going... I'm not, I'm not going to run for president or push for a a political candidate who says, if you don't do that, you're either going to pay a fine or you're going to jail. I don't believe in that policy because that's not fair. It's not fair to say we have to respect certain ideas because some people want us to. Okay? The best we can do, I believe, is the general idea that everyone can say what they believe so long as they're not planning to kill you. So long as someone's not walking up and going, I am going to kill you at 4 o'clock p.m. with a spoon in your shelf. Like, yeah, that obviously, because that's intent to murder. Yeah, take that to court. Or if someone says, you know, uh, meet me at this place, I'm going to beat your butt. Okay, yeah, sure, call the police. I don't care. That's like a felony in North Carolina. But the point is, types of speech like, you know what? I don't like gay people. I don't think they're, I don't believe in what they're doing. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like them even a little bit. Even though I disagree with that, I don't care. You should have a right to say it. Okay? 
progressivism, this idea that we have to like certain ideas, especially with freedom of speech and other ideas as well that are more progressive, it's not good. Progressivism is bad. Overwhelmingly, the evidence points to that. We need to focus our attention back on classical liberalism, freedom of speech, freedom of free market, and stuff like that, and civil rights for everyone. You know, as a human society with different views, different opinions, different uh, identities, which, by the way, I don't think identities matter in the slightest, and if we just stopped caring about identities, then most of our civil problems would be solved, but whatever. Um, as people who live in a society that is so mixed, especially as mixed as America, okay, we have... I'd have to say, one of the most diverse uh, uh, countries in the world. So many different cultures. Up there with Africa, at most. We have to find a way to get along. No, I'm not saying we're going to find world peace. I don't think, I don't think we're ever going to do that. As human beings, we will never, ever, 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 ever find world peace. We can try, yes. We can, we can get close, Definitely. But I don't think we're ever going to find a way because that's how humans work. As far as, historic, as, as far as history has shown, no. I do not think we will find pure world peace. We can get very, very close, yes. But we're never going to get the pure thing. Not unless Jesus comes back or something like that. So, as people who live in such an inter, uh, intermix uh, community, especially here in America with different cultures, different identities, different uh, beliefs. Even if you disagree with them, we should stop saying certain ideas deserve to be protected while others should be jailed for. That's ridiculous. And like Piers Morgan said, it's destroying Europe and it would destroy America in a heartbeat. To, to, to end this off, progressivism is bad. It's destroying our planet, it's destroying our world, and it's making us intolerant, incompetent, and utterly ridiculous childish again it's very very sad that a 15 year old understands this yet many many adults in congress don't understand this okay grow up that's my that's my general message for you whether you're 15 and you're listening to the podcast because you go to my school and i said hey listen to the podcast or whether you're um 57 and you were in the army and you fought in uh vietnam or something and you just wanted to hear what i had to say because i have a surprisingly large instagram following grow up that is my message for you. Realize that you're not always going to be liked. Realize that uh, certain ideas cannot and should not be protected and, and grow up and accept that. And at least push for a general understanding or try to understand these different ideas. And go, okay, are you inciting violence with your beliefs? Because if you are, I have to tell you that's wrong and you should stop. But are you just believing them because you want to believe them? Yeah, that's great. That's, I don't care grow up that's our message for this week thanks so much for uh listening in um i'm very appreciative of it uh thank you if you did for understanding the whole camera thing i promise you <laughs> when we fix whatever issue is happening with cameras that will totally resume to normal because i love doing the camera part i love having videos and stuff and I, uh, uh the the theme song and all that great fun stuff so thanks so much for listening in i uh, hope you enjoyed and i'll, I'll see you next week bye-bye